High school football kicks off on August 26th, and Get Stuck on Sports will be there for all the action. Come on, hit the corner of the end zone! Jeff Heslop finds Anthony Renzo. 11 seconds left. The Mariners take the lead. 26 regular season games in nine weeks. Plus, playoffs. Playoffs? You kidding me? Playoffs? Yes, playoffs. All on GetStuckOnSports.com. The place to be for high school football in the Blue Water area is GetStuckOnSports.com. Your kids, your schools, your sports. It's time for the Tri-County Equipment Get Stuck on Sports Podcast. Here are your hosts, Dennis Stuckey and Brady Beaton. All right, second to last stop on the uh, tour, uh, Brady Beaton and Dennis Stuckey with you. The Tri-County Equipment Get Stuck on Sports Podcast. We're at Port Huron Northern today to take a look at the Huskies. A little bit of a mystery team for us, uh, Brady, because their last year was so disjointed their first week got canceled. Then I thought they played four really good ball games in a row and were two and two out what, of that four stretch. straight one score games. Yeah, uh, and, well, and, the and, PH game wasn't, but for all intents well, and purposes, it was. It, the the final score of that game came with no time left on the clock when Northern was scrambling to the line to get one more playoff and try to tie the score. So yeah, it was a fourteen seven game that yeah. In a crazy play, made it twenty to seven. So yeah, for all intents and purposes, four, four straight one possession games. Yeah, there there are four straight games where basically with one play it it goes the other way. Even in their wins, one play yeah. the other way. It, was it goes what, the other way. Lons Cruz that yeah. they had to get the sack on the final play. Yeah, the, the Lons Cruz is at the fourteen and a nineteen yard sack on the last play of the game. To, to hang on Frazier, there. They, they lost in overtime. They lost in overtime to Frazier, and uh, they got a uh, last uh, – I, I, the winning touchdown came with under two minutes to go against uh, Sterling Heights um, in the other game. And then they got injuries, and you can't play without your best guys. And the, unfortunately for them, it was their best guys that got hurt, and the last two games of the season didn't go well for them. Yeah, so it, they're, they're a team, I'd say, in a similar vein, vein to like Almont that you don't really know what to take out of last year. Because just when you thought, okay, is this their best? Okay, then they lose guys and they lose to teams. Well, like, let's be honest, at a full strength, they beat Cousineau. And even without their guys, they played a, a Mac White team in, in Lakeview in the playoffs really tough. Their defense held them to 17 points. They just didn't have enough firepower to get in the end zone. And that's going to be one of the big uh, questions that we'll uh, try to figure out today because Isaac Ullenbrook was uh, one of the the big running backs in the area last year. Mm -hmm. And let's face it, uh, Brady, as Isaac went, the northern offense went. He was their big play threat and he was their grinded out guy um, all in in one uh, player. And He's not here anymore, so who fills that hole? Dylan Bloink comes back that with is a year of experience news. under his belt, uh, and he was a sophomore last year, so he's still a, a young guy. This is the middle year uh, that he runs this uh, this offense. So, And the Husky, we know the Huskies are, are usually decently sized uh, on the line. Well, it seems to be the same case this year. Yeah, but uh, – the word is is that they're they're going to be young, so we've got a lot of figuring out to do. Yeah, the good the the good news is though is you have a returning quarterback, and Dennis, I don't care how good or how many people you lost around you, having a returning guy in her center makes it so much smoother 
implementing it, having a guy that can almost help coach along the other young guys that he doesn't have to learn himself. And yeah, that year of experience, they had they had some bumps, but he's he's back for his second year, only his junior year. So again, Dennis, you know, having a quarterback back makes everything go a lot smoother in camp. All right, this is your absolute last chance to sign up for the golf outing because it's Friday. Yes. Yes, thanks for uh, not making me plug it at the Elks. <laughs> Go to our website. Yeah, uh, we, we we might still be able to fit you in. Now we'll fit you in if you go and sign up for it. But, yeah, get a start to a long weekend before football kicks off. All right, and uh, we'll get things kicked off from Northern in just a moment. When you run with us on a Gator UTV, the engine has your full attention. The herd takes notice. And the trail meets its match. Because with effortless four-wheel drive and our smoothest shifting transmission yet, nothing runs like a deer. Search John Deere Gator for more. Contact one of Tri-County Equipment's 10 locations in Bad Axe, Birch Run, Burton, Carrow, Fenton, Lapeer, Marlette, Reese, Saginaw, or Sandusky, or visit Tri-County Equipment online at tricountyequipment.com. Marshall E. Campbell Company, located in Port Huron, is a full-line distributor of industrial cutting tools, fluid power, electrical tools, and other electrical supplies, providing utility and contract-based services for more than 100 years. The company has a wide range of products that includes abrasives, automotives, ballast and lamps, boxes and closures, building products, chemicals and lubricants, electrical fittings and equipment, janitorial equipment, wire devices, and tapes and safety products. Marshall E. Campbell Company, located at 2975 Lapeer Road, or call them at 800 800- 250-7520. Buying or selling a home? You need an experienced company standing ready to help you with all your real estate needs who is committed to making you the client number one. O'Connor Realty hung out its real estate sign in the city of Marysville almost 40 years ago to help the good people of this community buy and sell their homes. O'Connor Realty provides access to free, no obligation home valuation reports prepared by a licensed realtor with no hidden fees. Located at 2801 Gratiot Boulevard, Marysville, give O'Connor Realty a call at 810-364-8700 for all your real estate needs o'connor realty small enough to know you large enough to serve you if your windows stick (laughs) slip (laughs) squeak or leak replace them with anderson windows with low e-glass low maintenance exteriors and rich wood interiors standard and custom sizes they can turn simple window replacement into serious home improvement. Oh. Hi, Chip Mortimer here, inviting you to experience the difference at Mortimer Lumber. Our expert staff will be here to help before, during, and after the sale. Stop by Mortimer Lumber, 24th and Lapeer Avenue in Port Huron. Hey guys, Brady Beaton here to let you know that TP Logos is now at their brand new location. Now located at 901 Michigan Avenue in Marysville, TP Logos has the largest in-stock selection of your team's spirit wear. While the location has changed, the service has not. They still will handle all of your custom screen printing and embroidery needs. Check out tplogos.com to see their vast selection of products, including Badger Sportswear, Nike, North Face, Richardson Hats, Carhartt, and more. Don't wait weeks for your gear. Get it in days with TP Logos. Start strengthening your finances. Transfer your loan to Advia and we'll cut your rate in half. Plus, make zero payments for 90 days. Members who transfer save an average of $3,400. For stronger savings, visit adviacu.org. Advia Credit Union. Real advantages for real people. Not valid on credit card, secure real estate, or commercial loans. Interest accrues at loan disbursement. Estimated 2019 member savings, effective July 1st, 2020. Subject to approval and to change any time. Floor rates and restrictions apply. Equal opportunity lender. 
Dura Clean by Bachelor has been faithfully serving the Blue Water area for over 25 years. Whether you are commercial or residential, if you need carpet cleaning, stain removal, upholstered furniture, drapery, or air duct cleaning, call Dura Clean by Bachelor at 810-982-7044 and talk to Mike about their aerated foam process that allows carpet and furniture to dry quickly. From pet stains to odor removal to water damage cleaning and restoration, there's only one call you need to make. Dura Clean by Bachelor, 810-982-7044. 44 Duraclean by Bachelor. Magna International would like to thank the Blue Water area for welcoming us into their community. We are excited to put our roots down in this beautiful, growing area. As the largest auto supplier in North America, we are thrilled to call Blue Water area home and look forward to many, many years in this wonderful community. Our brand new facility is located off of Range Road in St. Clair, Michigan. Magna is a proud sponsor of Blue Water area high school athletics. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. All right, welcome back. Tri-County Equipment Get Stuck On Sports uh, podcast. Had had me muted there, uh, Brady. I'm going to blame that one on you. Uh, We're at Northern uh, today to see the Huskies, a team that, uh, I I don't know, We've got a lot of questions uh, about because we don't really know a lot about what Northern's doing because I can't really base much on last year. It was so crazy, and I thought for the first four games that you played last year, you guys played really well. You were 2-2 two and two through the stretch, but you could have been 4-0. and oh. uh, And then injuries happen, and you just got to throw out what happened at the end of the season as far as I'm concerned. So Coach Larry Rollins uh, joins us kind of – Fill us in, Larry. Where are you guys at at this point? Uh, well, last year we were uh, young in a lot of spots. We have a lot of returners this year, which has been nice. Uh, and you're you're right on that. Last year we uh, we started 2-0. We lost two close ones that we should have won. And then we had a lot of injuries late in the season that kind of derailed us for the, the last game and plus our playoff game. Uh, but this year everyone's healthy. We're getting after The kids did a great job. Uh, I, just, I expect a lot of our kids this year. We have some good senior leadership this year, so I'm excited. With bringing a lot of kids back, how much has it helped the kids that are coming up, the younger ones, that you've had a full camp and you haven't had to worry about the stop-start and you've been able to do a full normal training camp? It's been amazing because I had a sophomore quarterback last year who didn't get any 7-on-7s, any summer work whatsoever. So this year it's been awesome with him being able to get his feet wet 7-on-7s and he's improved immensely just by having a normal summer, a normal training camp. Um, and the kids are excited. They really are. And I'm excited for them, too, for a, a hopefully a normal season. Just something that we noticed, and I've, I've got to ask. It's obviously not a big deal because I saw him chuck some deep balls there. But Dylan's kind of got – he kind of comes from the side there. It's not an over-the-top throw. Is, is that something that's an, an issue that you're working on, or is that's just what he's comfortable with, so you let him do it? No, that, that's kind of – like his mechanics, he's kind of more of a three-quarter kind of guy. Um, he's a baseball player. He's a pitcher, too. So that's kind of his natural arm slot. Uh, the biggest thing with him and, and him and I work every day is just staying tall. As long as he stays tall, he's fine. If he gets a little wide with his feet, he kind of drops it down a little bit. But as long as he stays tall in the pocket, um, he gets the ball good. And he's 6'2", so he's all right with that one. So we know about the returning uh, signal caller under center for you or in the gun. Tell us about some other guys that are coming back that we should be looking out for for Husky football in 2021. Oh, for sure. Uh, I have Joel Steinauer. He's going to be a running back this year. Uh, he played running back as a freshman. I brought him as a sophomore to play linebacker for us. Um, but we have some young guys coming up that can play those linebacker spots, so I brought him over in the wintertime to work running back. 
uh, and he's been loving it ever since. Uh, so he's a guy for sure. Uh, got Danny Falco returning up the middle. We should be stout up front on the defensive line and offensive line. Uh, so I'm, I'm excited to see how that goes for us uh, tomorrow in the scrimmage. You know, line has always been a strength here at Northern because it seems like you've always got size here. You, you've always got big kids to fill those positions. Yeah, yeah, it's been nice. We got we got some big hogs up front, which are nice, and they they like getting after it. And it's a it's a co- it's a competition between Coach Kearns and Coach Batter every day, who's who's uh, big fellas are going to win in the, their individual groups and um, team sessions. So uh, it's fun to watch. They get after it uh, today. Like I said, we're just kind of doing a walkthrough before our scrimmage tomorrow, so not really too many pads popping, but it should be fun though. You know, week one, you're going to have Marysville, a, a historic rivalry. Northern and Marysville, I mean, that game goes back forever. They've done battles forever. Kind of been on and off with it, but you get to play, open up at home at Memorial Stadium against a school not too far away from you. How excited are you for week one with, with, with hopefully, what will be a really big crowd for you? Oh, I'm excited. I, I love local games because uh, we have a great uh, fan base here in the Blue Water area. Uh, especially when we get a local game, it's it's always fun. Especially between Marysville and Northern, that's a big rivalry that they've had for a long time, uh, and we actually play for the Frank Barbie Trophy. Uh, and I was excited to get them on the schedule again as a week one as our opener, because that was what it was back then was the week one opener every year. Uh, and I'd like to continue that as well for as long as my tenure here at Northern is too. Uh, but just the fan bases, uh, they have a great fan base. We have a great fan base. It should be a packed crowd uh, next Thursday night for the for week one, and we're excited for it. And that's the thing. We've been talking about it pretty much everywhere we've gone. Last year, not many people in the stands, no band. Like, it's going to be different this year as we get kind of back to normal. Oh, yeah, for sure. It's going to be nice, uh, especially for the kids. Seeing the band uh, seeing the band, and hearing the band, that's one of my things, too. I like hearing the band in the stands. Uh, and just having their friends there, too. I mean, that's the biggest thing. And then their parents being there and just the atmosphere of high school football on Friday night. It's it's you, there's nothing about it. It's awesome. Now, coach, most years when you look at a league, usually you can go, okay, this is the team to beat, and then here's some teams that we think can maybe compete with them. This year, the Mac Blue doesn't seem to have one team. Port here on high from a year ago lost a ton of kids. They have some talent coming back, but it's going to be interesting to see how they reload. You're kind of in a wide open uh, division in the Mac. How does that feel? Because again, there's no real front runner this year. No, there really isn't. Uh... I'd have to say I would agree with that statement because I think we're all kind of wild cards in the blue, and that's why I love the Mac Blue because it's always similar size schools and it's always competitive. Uh, I, w- I would have to say that probably Port here and I and us would probably be the two front runners I would think for the division this year. Uh, Lance Cruz, they have a new coach for the last couple of years, and he's been doing a good job of getting kids out, and they've been competitive too. Uh, so I'd have to say between us three, uh, one of us three would probably be in the running for uh, for the Mac for sure. All right, uh, I thought. Especially on the defensive side of the ball, you guys were strong last year. Who's coming back on that side of the ball, and and like who who are the guys that'll be making plays for you? Yeah, defensively, we actually returned pretty much almost all of our front seven from last year. Uh, up front, we have Luke Fletcher, uh, Zach Sayers, Troy Daniels, uh, Colin Orr, uh, and Danny Falco had his uh, his check yesterday, so we will get his results hopefully sometime this week to see what his timetable looks like. But we also have some good sophomore linebackers that we brought up as well that are uh, that are getting after and playing hard right now. Uh, I would definitely say that our front seven defensively is a strength for us, um, and then our up front our offensive line would be a strength for us as well. So I mean, you mentioned the front seven, and you mentioned you had a mix of young guys. How nice is it to have young guys come up and they don't have to be like 
Dylan was last year at quarterback, kind of thrown into the fire. You can ease him in with guys that have been there before. No, it's definitely nice, and that's why it's been a blessing to be able to have seven-on-sevens because we get so much teaching done in the summertime with those kids, especially on the back end of our defense. Um, and then especially now we have a normal preseason. You know, we've had our first week of camp or two-a-days, and we're at the end of our two-a-days right now. So it's been nice to get all this teaching done that we didn't have really last year. You know, I don't want to start hyping guys, but – when people come up and say, Stuck, have you seen Northern? What's the Fletcher kid like? Everybody wants to know about Luke Fletcher. Tell me about Luke Fletcher. Uh, he's just a kid. He, he loves the weight room, and he gets after it. He's just, uh, he, he goes 100% every day, uh, and that's the thing with him right now. Uh, and then uh, he was a sophomore up last year, so he was kind of raw because of uh, with COVID, and we didn't really have much of anything. But this year he's been at all the – stuff for the summertime and he's been at seven on sevens with us and he's been doing a good job of understanding what we're trying to do uh and he's a, you know he's a big strong kid so we're excited to see how he does for his junior season coach just simply what do you want the identity of your team to be this year uh it's it's kind of what my philosophy has always been you know we're gonna we're gonna grind out four quarters we're gonna run the ball establish the run uh have some short quick passes off of that uh, and we're gonna play physical defense i mean that's what we've been for my tenure so far and that's the culture that we have here and then just to, to roll it back for, for a second, uh, I thought Isaac Ullenbrook had an exceptional year for you last year. He's graduated. Uh, tell us a little bit about what Isaac meant to you. Uh, Isaac was somebody special, man. He was a kid that um, that he knew that he was behind Theo f- for a little while there, and then he knew that coming to his senior year last year that he was going to be the guy. Uh, and he, he, just a, he worked his butt off, and he, he was a great kid to have, and he was a great coachable kid, and the kids loved him as well. Guy, um, I miss him for sure. I would love to have him this year. Now that we have kind of a, a normal season ahead of us right now, it'd be nice to have. But he's just a great kid, all around great kid. Coach, last question before I let you get back to practice. Um, with the with the crowds coming back, do you think it'll take a second to kind of reacquaint with with a loud roar after getting used to such quiet stadiums last year? And I think that's one of the things too, especially if you were a junior last year up for your first time on varsity is. Is this what it's all about? It's like, no, this is not what it's all about. It's it's one of those things that as, as coaches we got to prepare our kids for, just the atmosphere, you know, take it in and, and then, you know, breathe it out when you're in the, in the warm-ups and stuff like that, and then it's, it's football once the whistle blows. Uh, but I think we're all excited, my staff, the kids here, our community. I think we're I think everybody around is excited for um, getting people back in the stands. There's nothing – Memorial Stadium is one of the best in the state of Michigan, so I think everyone's excited to watch some good high school football. All right, thanks a lot, Larry. No problem. Thanks, guys. There's Huskies head coach Larry Rollins back with more from Northern's workout here today on the Get Stuck on Sports podcast. When you run with us on a Gator UTV, the engine has your full attention, the herd takes notice, and the trail meets its match. Because with effortless four-wheel drive and our smoothest shifting transmission yet, nothing runs like a deer. Search John Deere Gator for more. Contact one of Tri-County Equipment's 10 locations in Bad Axe, Birch Run, Burton, Carroll, Fenton, Lapeer, Marlette, Reese, Saginaw, or Sandusky, or visit Tri-County Equipment online at tricountyequipment.com. Marshall E. Campbell Company, located in Port Huron, is a full-line distributor of industrial cutting tools, fluid power, electrical tools, and other electrical supplies, providing utility and contract-based services for more than 100 years. The company has a wide range of products that includes abrasives, automotives, ballast and lamps, boxes and closures, building products, chemicals and lubricants, electrical fittings and equipment, janitorial equipment, wire devices, and tapes and safety products. Marshall E. Campbell Company, located at 2975 Lapeer Road, or call them at 800 800- 250 7520 
Neiman's Family Market, located in St. Clair, is family-owned and operated and involved in the community. Neiman's has created a shopping experience providing a variety of quality products, specialty items, with superior customer service. Whatever your grocery needs are, from meats, bulk food, bakery items, produce, or even floral, Neiman's Family Market has what you will need. Entertaining? Neiman's has a full deli, and they do party trays. Check out our new mobile website and see weekly specials, coupons, and recipes. Open 6 a.m. to 9 p.m. all week long. Visit Neiman's Family Market in St. Clair. You'll be glad you did. When today is unpredictable, staying focused on your long-term financial goals matters more than ever. Count on your Ameriprise advisor for personalized, goal-based advice to help you navigate now and stay on track for tomorrow. Call Ameriprise financial advisor Dave Betts today at 810-987-5370. That's 810-987-5370. Office is located at 527 Huron Avenue, Port Huron, Michigan. Ameriprise Financial Services, LLC. Member FINRA and SIPC. Start strengthening your finances. Transfer your loan to Advia and we'll cut your rate in half. Plus, make zero payments for 90 days. Members who transfer save an average of $3,400. For stronger savings, visit adviacu.org. Advia Credit Union. Real advantages for real people. Not valid on credit card, secure real estate, or commercial loans. Interest accrues at loan disbursement. Estimated 2019 member savings, effective July 1st, 2020. Subject to approval and to change any time. Floor rates and restrictions apply. Equal opportunity lender. Having car trouble? Look no further than Marysville Goodyear. Located at 291 Range Road, Marysville Goodyear will take care of all your automotive needs. They know that just one visit to them will make you a customer for life. Whether it's a tune-up or tire rotation, consistency is the name of the game for the folks at Marysville Goodyear. Need tires? Marysville Goodyear is a certified dealer of Goodyear, Dunlop, and Kelly tires, and they stock tires for cars, trucks, SUVs, and more. Give them a call today at 810-364-4700. Marysville Goodyear, where your satisfaction is our guarantee. Looking for that perfect first vehicle for your kid's sweet 16? Maybe you just want a quality vehicle at a fair price. Whatever your needs are, Jepson Car Company will take care of you. Located at 5277 Gratiot Avenue in St. Clair, Jepson has a wide variety of pre-owned vehicles that can fit your budget. With a great selection for first-time car buyers, check out their website at jepsoncarco.com. That's J-E-P-S-O-N-C-A-R-C-O.com. Or give them a call at 810-662-3048 to find the perfect ride. We welcome you to make Port Huron Schools your district of choice. Your child will experience an education with the most athletic, extracurricular, and academic opportunities in the region at Port Huron Schools. We specialize in providing personalized success for all students because each Port Huron Schools journey is unique and special. This year, more than ever, we truly appreciate our families and would like to thank them for their continued support. Please go to www.phasd.us and our social media for the latest updates on Port Huron Schools. Looking for a new career? Magna International could be the place for you. Located in St. Clair off Range Road, Magna was named one of Forbes 2020 World's Best Employers. Magna is currently hiring a multitude of positions and offers a great work environment with competitive pay. Wages start $17 and up. Apply for jobs at magna.com forward slash careers. Again, magna.com forward slash careers. Get a fresh start with Magna International today. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports.
All right, welcome back. Tri-County Equipment Get Stuck on Sports Podcast. Dennis Brady, and we're joined now by Husky running back Joel Steinhauer. Uh, Joel, thanks for doing this. Uh, I'm sure you don't mind getting away from practice for, for a few seconds. Oh, yeah. Um, so linebacker last year, running back this year. How was your off season to make the change? Uh, my off season was just a lot of getting in the gym and working on getting faster because I was a little slow last year. So just getting ready to run the ball and being quicker. How much does your mentality have to change going from, you know, playing linebacker, kind of the leader of the defense, to now you're the guy getting the ball and it's, it's almost a complete 180 for you? Yeah, it's a complete 180 with, like, leadership roles because uh, I'm, I'm going to have to be the main guy on offense now and I, I just have to be a leader, so. You know, can you use that linebacker mentality, though, at running back and say I'm going to attack the defenders? Yep, that's exactly what I'm doing. I, I'm just – I'm a power running back. I just hit the hole hard and put a body on somebody when I can. So you have a returning quarterback there that might ease the te- um, ease the transition a little for you, a guy that uh, went through his bumps last year. How much is it to have Dylan Bloink back there helping you kind of make the switch? Oh, it's nice. It's nice. I, I put a lot of faith in Dylan. I, I, I trust him to make the right plays. So, yeah, it's nice to have him returning. All right. Uh, last year you guys had uh, Eisen Ullerbrook in the backfield kind of a nice guy to to watch you know did you learn anything like maybe at the time you're not watching him to learn but did you pick up things having to play against him in practice and then watch him in games oh yeah yeah for sure like watching him on defense just how how he just makes his cuts super hard and just looking after how how he makes his cuts and how explosive he was coming into camp I mean you get you get a full actual camp this year uh two a days you don't have to worry about stop start how much has that helped you to get a full off season even with seven on sevens to make the transition over to running back yeah it's helped a lot with with all the stuff so just helping with like learning all the plays and getting used to being around all these guys and yeah you know it's a spread offense here but it's a run offense first uh and the running backs here at northern get their touches. Theo used to get 20-25 a game. Isaac was getting 20 touches a game. You excited about the fact that you will be a big part of what goes on here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm for sure excited. I, I just want the rock as much as I can, and uh, that's what we do here. We just we pound the rock. Week one, you get to take on a rival in Marysville, play a trophy game at home at Memorial Stadium, hopefully a packed crowd. How excited are you and all your teammates for that first game? We're all pumped for it, especially being a home game and being able to have a full capacity in the stands. So we're pumped to play play Marysville. Uh, let's talk about the, the attitude around here uh, as you're getting ready for, for the season. How's this group of guys? Um, how's everybody getting along? And how excited are you? To, to play in a Mac Blue that is kind of anybody's to win. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, all these guys were with camp and stuff. We're we're getting all close and we're getting all used to each other, getting to know each other, and uh, yeah, we're we're pretty excited for the season. We have we have the mentality of, of being chippy this year because of what happened last year. So we're trying to rebuild better and make it to the playoffs. You talk about rebuilding from last year, and, and last year was kind of a weird year because of COVID, and, and it's hard to take a lot from it, but how much of that is it you're going, okay, we were 2-4 and four last year, that's not up to our standards, we're using this year to prove what we can be? Yeah, so this year we're, we're just, we're putting faith in the new guys that are coming up. We got, we got a lot of young guys, and uh, they're making big plays, so uh, hopefully we can rebuild and, and build back better this year.
It's always big kids at Northern, but like Murdoch and Fletcher, like, come on, where are the, what buffet are these guys eating at? Oh, I yeah. Go there for lunch. They're eating good, and they, they put in a lot of hard work this offseason. The, the weight those D linemen were putting up in the weight room was insane. Like, you'd hear the floor shake when they dropped the, the freaking uh, deadlift bar. It's crazy. You know, you, you look at your schedule. You don't really have any gimme games week in and week out, and that's kind of like what it was last year. You, your first four games were basically all one possession games. I mean, how much did that prepare you for this year? And and how do you know you don't get to take a week off? You don't get to mentally take a break. You're gonna have to be ready week in and week out. Yeah, it, it's a grind every single week. Nothing nothing's gonna be given to us, and we're we're ready to work every single week to get a win. All right, uh, Joel, I want to thank you for doing this. Good luck this season. Stay healthy, uh, and, and I hope you have a, a breakthrough year here at Northern. Thank you. Thank you. All right, there's a Husky running back, Joel Steinhauer. All right, now we'll talk a little defense. Troy Daniels, one of the big defensive linemen here at Port here on Northern, will uh, join us. And, uh, Troy, uh, one thing you guys aren't is small. No, we are not. So, I mean, you come from a defense that last year you guys played pretty well, even in your losses. I don't, I don't believe you gave up 30 points at all last year. Most was 28 in an overtime game. How much of that mentality, and you're returning a lot of your defensive players, how much of a strength is that going to be, and how much pride do you take in keeping that score as low as possible? You know, trying to keep that score low as possible, that's the one thing I have on my mind each game. I want to get in there, stop that offense, and make sure they get no yardage, no touchdown. So maybe we could bring it back on offense. Somebody who doesn't like defense and would never go anywhere near that side of the ball, what, what's the, the tougher thing to do? Is it tougher to stop the run or is it tougher to rush the passer? Honestly, from my perspective, it's tougher to stop the run because you don't know which way they're running the ball, how they're blocking it. It all depends on the mind of the player. So, I mean, we, we talked about last year, you played a lot of close games and defense kept him in how how important is that that knowing that when you play your Mac blue and even your non-conference games it could be one play that makes the difference in each and every week you don't have any weeks to kind of rest on your laurels uh well it uh, but that one play it would all just determine how I'm, uh, everyone puts in if they all do their job they all do their part then we'll be successful on that D so who are those guys up front with you How's the camaraderie with, with the group and uh, and the communication? Our communication with our front four is good. I make sure that we know what we are doing, what gaps we are going through, and what job we have to play. So defensively, obviously, um, well, at least, oh, sorry, offensively, Coach Rollins likes to take his time. He likes to work the clock, win the time of possession. Does that help you kind of make adjustments on the sideline, sit back, figure out what we need to do for the next possession, knowing that the offense is going to give you plenty of time to get rested and ready to go for the next series? Yeah, that gives us time on the sideline to get us all set up, to which front four is going out, what DBs are going out, determining the next play, determine our next move on defense to stop that stop the play. You know, everybody's a little bit different. Last year, Lance Cruz liked to spread the field out and throw the ball. PH spread the field out, but they ran the ball. Um, is there somebody in the blue that's really tough uh, to play against and that you really have to put in the extra effort for? The one uh, team that I probably we would have to put in all the work for is either PH or Romeo. Those are the top two that I feel like we're going to have to put 
all of our work in, even though we have to put every last bit of it into each game. So uh, Coach Rollins told us that he kind of wants to go to platoon, have 22 different starters. I know a lot of guys want to be on the field every second, every play, but knowing that you have your one job, your one role, how much does that help you focus on it and not having to worry about, okay, I'm switching over to offense, what do I have to do for this? Just being able to focus on your defensive line responsibilities. It makes uh, makes me focus a lot because I just have that one part I got to do to make sure that everyone else around me plays their part and make sure that everything goes straight. It's pretty clear to me right off the get-go that you're expected to be a leader on this team, and it seems to me also that you take that role confidently. Yep, I want to be out here, lead my boys to succession, and make sure that we have a good season this year. Well, I think a big step to having a good season this year is going to be week one. You're playing a, a, uh, a rival from the city just to the south in Marysville. You get to play them at home, a big trophy game. How excited are you for week one? Not necessarily just for football back, but to have the crowd and the band and all those things that you had to miss last year. You know, honestly, I'm getting just goosebumps thinking about it. I'm thinking about getting out there, standing on the sideline. You have the crowd behind you just hyping them up. It's I can't wait. I'm so excited to get back out there with all the fans and everyone. I, I, I know you're, you're, you guys are going to go to Yale tomorrow and you'll get to hit somebody. But it's still not the same, and this is like the longest week of the year now that we're almost ready to get it going. Exactly, yeah. Well, Yale, I'm ready for Yale, even though it's a scrimmage, but I can't wait for week one to throw on all pads and to get out there and hit someone. You mentioned how you love having the crowd right behind you in that Memorial Stadium, maybe more than any other uh, uh, stadium in the state. Those fans are on top of you. Just talk about how much fun it is and how much you love playing at Memorial Stadium on Friday nights. You know, playing at Memorial, getting out onto the field, just hearing the fans in the background, it just gives you motivation to get out there, make a play, and get everyone hype. I'd be standing on the sidelines. It doesn't matter what play it is, what down we're on, I'm still getting the crowd hyped up for our team. All right. Uh, Troy, thanks for doing this. Yeah. No. Um, uh, you, you, you actually... Uh, the, you, you've got the right attitude to, to play the position that you play, that's for sure. Oh, yeah. I try to stay motivated as I can. Man. All right. Stay healthy and uh, good luck this season. Thank you, guys. There's uh, defensive lineman uh, Troy Daniel uh, helping us out here on the Get Stuck on Sports uh, podcast. All right. Now quarterback Dylan Blink uh, joins us. And, uh, Dylan, he kind of got thrown into the fire last year as a sophomore there it was a crazy start to the season start stop uh like it, it had to be hard to prepare and then they just send you out there and and lo and behold through four weeks you were doing a really good job and then kind of injuries derailed things for you at the end of the year how is last year's experience going to help you this year well last year uh, it was definitely an eye-opener for me uh it showed me what i needed to do to be better as a teammate and on and off the field um, really helped me become a leader, and that's what this team really needs. So that's what I'm trying to do. Talk about being a leader. One thing Coach Rollins was very uh, gave you a lot of praise for was how much time you put in in the offseason, the seven-on-sevens, things like that. From your perspective, how much does that help you just kind of not just know the offense but get really comfortable with it? Well, I've been doing the same offense since eighth grade, and I've just been really comfortable with it. Um, I really love what he does with the ball, and in the off season, I do everything I can to footwork, to memorizing plays. So your head coach, Larry Rollins, uh, and I'm going to be dating myself because I'm pretty old, 
but he's one of the better quarterbacks that I've had the the opportunity to broadcast games for. Uh, I, I know it was the other side of town that he played for, but he, he could really chuck it around. What's he like when, when he works with you? Oh, it's, it's game time every day. Uh, he really brings the fun into the sport, but also brings a serious aspect. So you have a bit of both, and that's what you really need. And he's just a great coach, teaches you what you need, doesn't really get mad. You had um, a, a kind of a safety valve, I'd say, and a really good play with Isaac Allenbrook last year. You knew when you're kind of learning, hey, I can always give him the ball, and more often than not, he'll make something happen. Now you've kind of stepped into that leadership role, and now you're bringing Joel Steinhauer over from the defense. Roles have kind of reversed. Now he's been around, but he hasn't been on offense. How have you tried to help acclimate a running back now to the system since it's really his first year on, on offense at varsity? Well, he's been a running back for prior years in ninth, 10th grade, but before he got pulled up, obviously. And really just working out with him in the off season with footwork, mesh, handoffs, uh, helping him know, understand the plays and how the blocking is going to be set up so he can hit the hole fast and hit the cuts when he needs to. All right. In this offense, you're going to be asked to use your legs as much as you are your your arm. Um, how are you? How do you prepare yourself a for that? Because you're you're going to take some hits at some point <laughs> this season. So it's a little different mentality at quarterback. Yeah, I'm I'm perfectly fine with doing that. I'm willing to fight for those extra yards now and then, and try and make sure that we get the first down because I. My job is to move the ball, and so that's what I'm prepared to do. Last year you, you, at varsity, you didn't really get to experience a huge crowd. You know, even PH Northern, usually you have five, 6,000 people there. Very watered-down version from what it usually is. Week one, you play Marysville. That crowd, I'm assuming, is going to be packed. There's not going to be a seat in Memorial Stadium. Do you think there's going to be a little bit of adjustment to the noise and go, oh, this is what a, a, a real varsity football game looks like with a real crowd? You know, it might be, but when you're in the zone in game time, all like players can understand that feeling that when you're in the zone, everything else just drowns out and you're just focused. So that's what typically happens for me. So I don't think it'll make a big difference. All right. Uh, that that old line is always big at Northern. That's got to make you feel uh, uh, pretty comfortable back there uh, sometimes. Who are some of those uh, guys that are protecting you uh, that uh, you think are really good players? Well, obviously, the senior guards, I really appreciate George Murdick and Zach Sayers. They've, Zach is probably going to be a two-way player. He wasn't expected to play guard originally, but he just fit the slot like a puzzle piece. So I'm really appreciating those two. Uh, some of my buddies in my class, uh, George, I mean, Scott Pauley, obviously, uh, Bam Bush, our center, and then Nathan Main. All three of those guys are going to be really good for us, all five. Now, last year, your first four games were all nail biters. I mean, you had one you had to score in the last two minutes of the game. There was one your defense had to get a sack. Obviously, PH and uh, Frazier didn't go your way, but those are still two tight games. How much does that prepare you knowing that you've been in, and you've played in, what, four or five games before you got hurt, and you had a lot of high-pressure situation? There's not a lot that you haven't seen in your short time as the starting quarterback. Yeah, I mean, those high-pressure situations really don't get to me because in the, 
in the end, I really know the better man's going to come out top if you give 100% effort. So I don't really worry about it because I know with the set, set guys we got out here, I'm really confident with them. You know, Brady brought up a good point. Uh, your, your first start as a sophomore last year, you threw a game-winning touchdown pass against Sterling Heights on the last drive of the game. That had to feel terrific and give you a lot of confidence. Kind of take a, take us back to that moment and, and how it did make you feel. Well, I knew from once Coach told me a play that it was going to go in because we had – that was the first time we ran play action that game, and come, the ends were crashing down pretty hard. So I knew I'd get out of pocket pretty easily. And then I just saw Nick Bird, the fullback, the senior last year, wide open, just had to dump it off, and he took it into the house, which felt amazing. I mean, couldn't, I wouldn't want to start a season better than that. Now, you seem like a calm, cool, and collected quarterback. But, you know, sometimes as a quarterback, you have to wear different hats. Sometimes if everyone's freaking out, yeah, you can be the calm, confident, hey, we got this. But if it's a little sluggish, you also have to get them going, get that heartbeat up. How do you kind of flip the switch and gauge the the temperature of the huddle? You can tell when uh, we're feeling a little sluggish. Like those long weekends, those days where, like, it's 90 degrees out and there's no clouds. You can just tell the huddle's a little disbanded. They're not as organized. We're not running plays right. So that's where you just, like, get them to do it right by encouraging them, not putting them down, and making sure that they feel they know this is a welcoming place because we don't want them going anywhere. You know, you bring up a good point, Brady, about calmness because I also remember a play last season where you fumbled the snap at the one-yard line and you just calmly picked it up and said, okay, I'm just going to take it in myself. Yeah, that was pretty, pretty fun moment for me last year. I mean, obviously didn't meet to fumble it, but whoever gets the job done. Now, talking about getting the job done, your defense last year uh, did a pretty good job keeping the other team off the scoreboard more often than not. You're returning a lot, especially in the front seven. How much confidence does that know that you don't have to score on every possession that, not that you want to, but there is a little more room for error than there would be on other teams, and you can trust your defense? Well, last year, obviously, we our defense was amazing with players like Hookstra at safety and then we had both Danny and Nick at full, a line, mid linebacker and then we had that front seven as you said um, that confidence really just gives me a lot because I know that our D-line has one of the best chances to be the best D-line in the league just because of how big strong and aggressive they are and how much they actually like try. Alright when you are throwing the football who are the guys you're going to be chucking it to and who should we be paying attention to as wide receivers on this team all of them they're all threats I like it like I said confidence in his team and um and I think we mentioned it but week one there's going to be a big crowd I've asked everyone about it how excited are you though to get back into the swing of things and play all rivalry game at a packed memorial stadium I'm excited because I as you said earlier we I haven't really fully experienced the Pac Stadium Memorial yet. And with it being one of the nicest stadiums in Michigan, I'm honored to play for it in it. And so I'm just really excited. Get ready, get things started, and go get some dubs. All right, Dylan, stay healthy this year. Uh, good luck, uh, and hope the Huskies win a lot of football games. I'll try. I think they're in good hands. All right, Dylan Blank, quarterback for Port Huron Northern. Take a break, and then we'll be back with more from the uh, Huskies workout today here on the Get Stuck on Sports podcast.
Buying or selling a home? You need an experienced company standing ready to help you with all your real estate needs who is committed to making you the client number one. O'Connor Realty hung out its real estate sign in the city of Marysville almost 40 years ago to help the good people of this community buy and sell their homes. O'Connor Realty provides access to free, no obligation home valuation reports prepared by a licensed realtor with no hidden fees. Located at 2801 Gratiot Boulevard, Marysville, give O'Connor Realty a call at 810 364 87 for all your real estate needs, O'Connor Realty. Small enough to know you, large enough to serve you. Hi, Chip Mortimer here. So much depends on your roof. Mortimer Lumber proudly features the Landmark Series shingle from CertainTeed Roofing. Landmark shingles come in many colors to surely enhance the look of your home. Landmark shingles offer a limited lifetime warranty, so you can be assured your roof will last for generations to come. Stop by Mortimer Lumber at 24th and Lapeer in Port Huron. Our expert staff will be glad to help answer all of your questions. Mortimer Lumber has locations in Port Huron, Emily City, Sandusky, and Bad Axe. Neiman's Family Market, located in St. Clair, is family-owned and operated and involved in the community. Neiman's has created a shopping experience providing a variety of quality products, specialty items, with superior customer service. Whatever your grocery needs are, from meats, bulk food, bakery items, produce, or even floral, Neiman's Family Market has what you will need. Entertaining? Neiman's has a full deli, and they do party trays. Check out our new mobile website and see weekly specials, coupons, and recipes. Open 6 a.m. to 9 p.m. all week long. Visit at Neiman's Family Market in St. Clair. You'll be glad you did. Overhead Door Company of St. Clair County has been serving the community for over 30 years. Located at 5400 Lapeer Road in Kimball, overhead doors are the premier choice for durability, serviceability, and hassle-free performance for commercial and industrial doors. Overhead doors boasts a complete selection of performance and safety-tested commercial and industrial upward-acting doors and manufacture a wide array of styles to meet your needs. Overhead Door Company of St. Clair County, 5400 Lapeer Road in Kimball, call 810 Hey guys, Brady Beaton here to let you know that TP Logos is now at their brand new location. Now located at 901 Michigan Avenue in Marysville, TP Logos has the largest in-stock selection of your team's spirit wear. While the location has changed, the service has not. They still will handle all of your custom screen printing and embroidery needs. Check out tplogos.com to see their vast selection of products, including Badger Sportswear, Nike, North Face, Richardson Hats, Carhartt, and more. Don't wait weeks for your gear. Get it in days with TP Logos. Having car trouble? Look no further than Marysville Goodyear. Located at 291 Range Road, Marysville Goodyear will take care of all your automotive needs. They know that just one visit to them will make you a customer for life. Whether it's a tune-up or tire rotation, consistency is the name of the game for the folks at Marysville Goodyear. Need tires? Marysville Goodyear is a certified dealer of Goodyear, Dunlop, and Kelly tires, and they stock tires for cars, trucks, SUVs, and more. Give them a call today at 810-364-4700. Marysville Goodyear, where your satisfaction is our guarantee. We welcome you to make Port Huron Schools your district of choice. Your child will experience an education with the most athletic, extracurricular, and academic opportunities in the region at Port Huron Schools. We specialize in providing personalized success for all students because each Port Huron Schools journey is unique and special. This year, more than ever, we truly appreciate our families and would like to thank them for their continued support. Please go to www.phasd.us and our social media for the latest updates on Port Huron Schools. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. 
All right, welcome back. Tri-County Equipment Get Stuck on Sports Podcast with uh, Dennis Stuckey, Brady Beaton, and now we are joined uh, by uh, Danny Falco, and I got to apologize right off the, the top. It was the Crosstown Showdown last year. It was a goal line stop on fourth down, and I was so excited, and I said, Billy Falco makes the stop, and then I oh, no, wait, that's Danny. <laughs> Sorry about that. That's all good. I get that a lot. <laughs> Happens. Yeah, we were just talking before he came on the air. There's still one more Falco coming through Northern, and it seems like they, they founded the school at this point. But, uh, Danny, uh, I know you're not here 100% right now, but how much, how nice has it been to get back and just be out on the field and, and be doing football things and not really have to worry about all the outside stuff? It's great to get back with the team, and it kind of motivates me more because, like, Starting when I got hurt, we had physical therapy, and I was just all alone doing it with the therapist. And I kind of get with the group, and you kind of get back into that football mindset, the team, and working to get back. Yeah, you know, t- talk about the injury. Th- this happened uh, last season for you, and it was the ACL? Yeah, I ended up tearing my ACLs the playoff game right before halftime. I just kind of plant stuck in the turf, and it gave out. I actually didn't know when it happened. I, was, I actually came back a couple times and played. But then the stability wasn't there, so we ended up. And then it took a few months to actually find out I tore it and then get surgery. So Yeah, So and that, as you said, that, that kind of happened in the wintertime. And so it's a little iffy about when you're actually going to get back and play. Yeah, I've been working with a physical therapy team and then the surgeon. And we're kind of getting that point where we're getting close to be coming back and playing. But it's such a violent sport, you kind of want to be sure you got it strong enough yeah I mean trust me I know the feeling that you want to get back as soon as possible but one extra week's better than losing the next six or seven so hopefully you get back soon but it seems like there's a good camaraderie here it looks like you kind of got the flow of practice down how has camp gone just as a team and the strides you've made in the week and a half you've been back at practice I feel like camp's been pretty successful we've kind of gelled as a team and since we got smaller numbers this year, we've kind of moved some guys offense and defense, which we haven't been accustomed to in the past few years. And that kind of helps bring the offense and defensive guys together. And we're just working together just to get the best football product out there right now. Uh, you're one of those guys that we will occasionally see on both sides of the uh, the ball. I think defense is probably your primary thing, but I've seen you in there at uh, fullback for the uh, Huskies uh, in the past, and, and I know Larry's got that that play, Coach Rollins, where every once in a while they sneak that fullback out and dump them the football, so you get to touch the ball while you're in there. Yeah, hopefully I may be able to get back there this year. Just I'm trying to get back at linebacker right now, but yeah, that fullback play is real nice. Sometimes you get a chance to score. Nice when you're on the defense side of the ball. It doesn't happen too often. Now, last year I've asked everyone about this everywhere we've went. No huge crowds, uh, not a a true high school experience. I know you won't be back week one, but I'm sure you'll have full houses for most of your home games. How excited are you to be in front of a a big crowd and hear that roar on the first big play of the season and just kind of get back to some normalcy with football? That'll be nice. I mean, the energy is really nice to have in the stadium, but ultimately – it's playing football that you're there for. It's actually easier when there, I hate to say when there is a crowd because you can hear more stuff, you can get more communication, but it'll be nice to have the community come together. That's always a big event, and it's good to get people out, especially since COVID, to kind of tank that. It's nice to have people out watching sports and interacting with the community. So knowing that you won't get to play in week one, which is unfortunate, what then becomes your role? Because I know you're a leader on this team, whether you're in the lineup or not in the lineup. So what does your role become and how will you be active on the sideline on a game day ultimately it's going to be watching the 
play while it's going on the field, and then we also have huddle sideline on the sideline so I can go and watch the guys and then work with the linebacker guys and see what's going wrong, what's going right, talk to them. I can talk to the coaches up in the booth and get an idea. So player, coach, I don't know. Another set of eyes for the guys. Coach Rollins mentioned that he has a lot of young linebackers that he's excited about. You can contribute to the team even if you're not on the field right away. How much is, have you helped these young guys kind of get used to the defense, get used to the varsity speed, and have them ready for week one when Marysville comes to town? Ultimately, it's talking through the plays with them because they're there physically. They can do everything they need to, but it's a lot of mentally going on, so they have to see it, see it multiple times, play with it, and then get ultimately be there when the game happens. So it's giving them quality reps. It's really the scout team and the – being there just telling them where to go every single time and just repetitions. You know, this is something Brady and I complain about. Maybe you, you guys don't even think about it that much. But outside of the, the PH game, like when, when you're in the blue, it, it just seems to us like it's hard to get a rivalry going with Cousineau and Frazier and the St. Clair Shore schools and, and Lance Cruz. What is that like? And, and who are those teams that – you, you know, you play them every year, so there's got to be somebody out there you don't like and is a rival. Well, ultimately, you recognize those guys when you keep playing them. We've played them four years now, and you see some of those guys, and you see how they play. And, but, I mean, rivalry or not, I, to me, it's personally not that big of a deal. I mean, just going out there and playing football, it doesn't matter which game it is. We're playing them. We're playing to win. Well, you go out there, you played football really well last year defensively. Northern's defense, I mean, I don't think we've talked about it as enough as we should have. Never really uh, – had a bad game. I think the most you gave up last year was 24-28 against Frazier, and that was in overtime. Uh, how much pride do you guys take in that? And you're returning a lot from that team last year. How excited are you to try to keep that that scoreboard as dimly lit as possible? I mean, that's all we can do is help the offense as much as we can, keep the scoreboard. <laughs> you know, don't let them score. I mean, you take pride in stopping the football. I mean, that's what your job is as a defense. Well, obviously, you guys do a real good uh, job of it, uh, especially uh, the run, and the run isn't always easy to stop. Yeah, our coaches have a good scheme that sets the linebackers up for success, especially against poles and trap plays like that, and then ultimately it's coming down everybody running football tackling. It's kind of a fundamental thing, just the will to do it. You seem kind of like a steady Eddie player. You don't want to get too high, never too low. But I, I got to imagine there, there's a game or two, obviously PH in there. Um, if you were, if you're able to play against Marysville, that would be one too. But I mean, how do you? Uh, what games? Is there any game you like getting up for? Or do you get a little extra juice playing in front of a big crowd at Memorial Stadium? I mean, ultimately the PH game's a big one. In the Memorial when it gets loud. But I mean, in any game before, I mean, you get to play football. I think last year kind of changed that for me. I mean. Growing up, you play 10 football games a year, you get them all. And then last year, the kind of idea of not being able to play at all, it's like just enjoy the games you have. You know, and I ask this question kind of tongue-in-cheek, tongue but uh, you're at linebacker. Can you even see the other team's backfield through those big front seven that you guys have? Those guys are huge. It's nice to have them. It's nice to see them develop too because they were always big, strong guys when we were freshmen and when they were freshmen, I guess. But they've really come along. They're really getting fast and getting <laughs> – Getting, they're pretty mean up there. It's it's nice to see. Nice to have. Open the gaps up for us. Well, yeah, and for you, it keeps you pretty clean. If you have to double-team a guy like Luke Fletcher or someone else on that line, no one's getting up to you, and you're running free. No, that's a benefit, and it's definitely something I saw because my sophomore year I came up and played D-end, 
and you really see you're not there to make the plays. You're there to take guys up. But these guys, they're good enough. They can go make the plays themselves. But it'll help the linebackers out a lot. All right. Uh, Danny, thank you very much. And when you do get back in the lineup, I'll try to make sure I get it right. There's too many Falcos, dang it. There are. <laughs> thank you, guys. Good luck. Great. All right. So some uh, well-spoken Huskies. Brady Beaton, and uh, now that you, we've had the opportunity to talk to a few guys and to talk to Coach Rollins, what have you learned, and, and what do you think? I, I think that, again, like a lot of other places we've went, they're on the same page. The one thing I notice about uh, a lot of these guys, maybe more than others, is they're, they're, they're very even keel. It's a quiet confidence, and they're just like, hey, we're coming out there to play football. They're, they're not getting distracted by anything else around here yeah uh, the here here's the thing I, again uh, there are still some unknowns but but now there's some things going on here that uh, are familiar you go all right yeah i forgot about this guy and this guy and they are back and they are steady and this defense is good and again we've heard it said defense wins championships but it's a true story at northern their offense if they score three touchdowns they've got a chance to win yeah and i think that's partially by design too i mean it's the whole thing hey the best defense is a good offense if they can march down the field and take seven minutes off the clock and put punch in seven points that's over half a quarter and if you get if your defense gets a stop and you do it again well, next thing you know, there's been three possessions in the ball game, and you're halfway through the second quarter, and it's 14 nothing. So the, the thing it does is if offensively you can methodically march it down the field, is you, the other team doesn't have a lot of room for error offensively. So, uh, I, and let's, I mean, I'm using last year as, as kind of my template for this, but 14 to Sterling Heights, they win the game 21-14. to 14. 12 points to Lance Cruz, they win the game 17-12. to 12. Their defense gave up 14 points to PH. The last touchdown was yep. scored on a pick uh, six by At the, the end of the Reds. game. It was, so, yeah. so they gave up 14 points on defense to PH. The Frazier game was 24-21 in overtime. Yeah. Uh, and then, again, I'm throwing out the last two games because of injuries, but Cousineau scored 24 and, and uh, Lakeview scored 17. Yeah, and I think that's something that maybe – we should uh, get, get be in a little trouble for because we haven't mentioned Northern's defense as much as we should have. Because those numbers, they're really good numbers. And what it can do is if your offense is having a bad game and you can lean on a defense like that, you're never out of game. Dennis, I, I know it doesn't happen often, but you've seen teams score 14 points in two minutes before. Your def- you, you score a touchdown defense or special teams makes a play. And you can flip a game. Your your defense only gives up at most twenty four points in a week. You're never out of a game. Well, we've seen some teams score fourteen points faster than that. Um, and again, it, it, it's also you, you can you can struggle on offense, but if you hit one big play, mm-hmm. if your special teams gives you one big play, and you know the other thing that that you can kind of count on at some point in a football game. Your defense is going to set your offense up on the other team's side of the 50-yard line. Yes. 
Yeah, and, and that's the biggest thing is, okay, you want to run these methodical drives, but I mean, the flip side of that is you try to do four or five yards of carry, you go back one play, get one penalty, you're set behind the eight ball. So instead of having to do it for 80-some yards, you get the ball on, on the other team's 45, you just need like three first downs, get in the end zone, boom, and you can still kill a lot of time off the clock. The defense is going to keep them in games, and I want to look at their schedule because Dennis – I think Northern has the biggest range of what their record could be, and that's not anything to do with the Huskies. It's I don't know what a lot of their opponents are going to be. You open week one at Marysville. Dennis, I have no idea what's going to happen in that game. Not a clue. Yeah, that's going to be a big tell because we're, we're looking at both these teams going, okay, we, we know that Northern is good on this side of the ball. Um, we have to wait and, and see. You know, Boink is mm-hmm. back. He's experienced. He should be okay. They have but a, Steinhauer's yeah. a new running back. Um, and so how is that going to work out for them? At Marysville, they graduated all those kids. We don't know really about the defensive side of the ball. Mm-hmm. We think on offense they've got enough to fill the holes yes. uh, and, and, and do well there. So a lot of questions in that game hopefully will be answered in that game. Yeah, and again, I don't know. I we we do our picks a week from today. I have no idea who I'm going to pick in that one. And then you look their next game's East Point. Now I have a feeling East Point is going to be nowhere near where they were last year. From everything I've I've gathered, maybe a lot of those kids aren't there anymore. I don't think that's going to be as tough. But you don't know, Dennis. No one thought they were going to be what they were last year. So their first two games could potentially either be both really, really tough games or maybe two games that they should win. And then you go into the Mac Blue, and and, and a couple kids mentioned, along with Coach Rollins, you have no idea what the Mac Blue is. I think Coach Rollins says they're a bunch of wild cards. Don't know what Frazier is. That was an overtime game from a week a year ago. Yeah. Lakeshore is the only team I look at and go, they should beat Lakeshore just because they've been down a lot. Uh, Sterling Heights. They've Maybe had their slight, problems the yeah. last couple of years, but but I, I, I again, think two or three years ago in the gold, you know they were a playoff team. Yeah, so. Maybe a, a slight favorite. I believe that's going to be at Sterling Heights. Lance Cruz, no idea. PH, n- maybe a slight dog. Uh, but they lost a lot too. We'll know a lot more by week seven. Romeo is the only game I look at right now and go, that's going to be a tough one for the Huskies. And yeah, on the road yeah. at the new, the relatively new stadium at Romeo. Yeah, that's the only game I look at and go, that's they're a, a decided underdog in that one. And then Cousineau is a game I think they should win, and especially after last year. Dennis, I, I'll be honest with you. Looking at this schedule, and again, this has nothing to do with them, but I don't know what their opponents are. If a lot of their opponents are up, they could be fighting to get to five and four, if they're if they're not, other teams aren't at their best. This could be a seven and two football team, eight and one. Yeah, this this is a, a team that to to me, Brady. I don't know if there's a middle ground. Like e- either the, the the Huskies are going to be really good, mm-hmm. or we're going to be disappointed. Is is kind of where where I stand because again because of this defense. I have expectations because Dylan Blank's got a year under his his belt. 
I, I think he's going to have a good season this year. Like, I, I feel confident that they'll have enough and that that line will protect him enough that, that the Huskies can be a force in, in the blue. But my, my other question is, if they run into injuries like they did at the end of last season, right. do they have enough to, to plug the holes? And, and here's the thing. I think we talked about it with Marysville. I believe it was them. Maybe it was St. Clair. But how important is that first week to get a win to get some confidence going, to, to, to really start to mesh. Because, again, I think I don't remember, I believe it was Mary's that we talked about. If you have a team that's kind of on the fence and we think this Northern team's on the fence, how important is it to, to, to get some confidence rolling and get going in week one and two? Well, uh, week one is, to me, a, a big game for a lot of reasons. But, the, like, for me, uh, I, I look at it for Marysville as one of those they, they what a gem if they could get that northern game because they they open with a d2 again the, the mm-hmm. silly playoff thing factors into it and you're opening with a d2 and you're marysville and you play in the silver where you're going to be playing d5 d6 d7 teams you you want to get this win especially if northern rattles off some wins in the blue that that's a precious game for the vikings but your northern too, and you you know that you're going into the the blue schedule, and you don't know what you're going to face at East Point in in week two. You don't want to start the season zero two. No, no, not at all. And you have a quarterback coming back that I'll be honest, he was probably one of the more confident quarterbacks we talked to. I loved his answer. What what receivers should we be looking out for? He just goes all of them. We have weapons, and. Dennis, again, I, I, a lot of these places we've gone and I've kind of gotten a little bit better idea. The only thing I can say for sure coming out of this is I think the the, the Northern defense is going to be pretty good again. Yeah. Uh, I, I just, uh, Joel Steinhauer, our, our first uh, yeah. guest, like, because that was one of my big things. It's like, how in the heck are they going to, you know, what are they going to do now that they don't have Isaac Ollenbrook? I haven't seen Joel Steinhauer run the football, but folks, he looks like a running back. Yes. Yeah, he does. And you know they have athletes here. And again, you don't know which kids come up from JV and, and become that next guy. And that's the one thing that, you know, either college or pro, like pro, okay, you've seen the guys play before. Even in college, you have a general idea of what's coming up. Again, there's so many factors to see what those difference makers are. And maybe they're not stars, but if your JV kids come up and they are good players, like they do their job, that makes all the difference in the world defensively, offensively, that you don't have a glaring hole on your team. Well, and let, let's give uh, Northern uh, props here uh, to the coaching staff. The, this coaching staff has been in place for a while. Actually, it's probably one of the longer ones in the uh, area yeah, now, now I'm seems, trying to seems think like who we else. have all kinds of changes year in and year out. Anyhow, uh, I but, mean, but Larry and his staff have been in place for a while, and they're good football people. And let's talk about this. I mean, I, I, I exclude last year from this stat just because it was a weird year. But they're in the midst of four straight, if you count last year, five straight playoff appearances. That's impressive, and especially what Northern went through for about – 10 to 12 years where they weren't familiar with the playoffs 
that's something that can't be understated, that they're looking to be in playing playoff football for the sixth straight year. Before this run started, they had been in the playoffs three times. Yep. Three, three times in school history. And, yeah, Larry came in here, and, and making the playoffs has kind of become tradition. Yeah. And, and, and the other thing is winning league titles and competing for league titles because they hadn't had a ton of those either. And, and then they, I think they had back-to-back uh, blue uh, titles, and now the Big Reds have won back-to-back blue titles. But it, it, the, the blue has belonged to the Port Huron Area School District the last four years. You know, thinking about this team and the way it's set up, you know what might end up playing a bigger factor on this team than maybe anywhere else is going to be special teams. Because when you have an offense that's kind of a grinded-out offense, yeah, they're spread, but they're not, all right, they're going to either hit a, It's not going to be like a cross-lex where it seems like it's either going to be a quick touchdown or a quick uh, three and out. Being able to go, you mentioned, getting the ball on an opponent territory to start a drive, that is going to be huge, and that hidden yardage, if, if, if you give 80 yards of grass behind the Northern defense, you're probably going to get a stop. You're forcing them to only defend 30 to 40 yards. Even really good defenses can't do that drive after drive. Yeah, and, and I know Larry would tell you you take a touchdown when you can get a touchdown. But I, I think Larry Rollins wants his team to grind it out, mm-hmm. move the sticks, take time off the clock, finish drives, uh, obviously, but they're not in any rush. I, that was one of the first things I remember when, when he came in his first year. He said to me, we run too many plays. We want to slow that down. So, a couple of reasons. Number one, we keep our defense off off the field and keep them rested, and they'll be better. Number two, if you're running less plays, you're going to make less mistakes. You're going to turn the ball over less. You're going to get less penalties. He says, we need to get it under control. So we can still be a good offense, but we don't have to to rush to line up and and to run. We don't have to run 75 plays. Again, it is a, just like any offense, it's a two-sided, it's a two-way street. Okay, compare. let's compare them to Croslex because Croslex is the exact opposite. Mike LeGros would run a play. He, he treat it like soccer when a ball goes out of bounds. As soon as a guy can get to the ball, they'd snap it. So here, if, if, the, if Northern gets up, it's really tough to come back, especially if you get down multiple scores because you mentioned that. But if, if they get down in a game and they have to speed it up, that's where the trouble with this offense comes in is you have to be able to shift up a couple gears to be able to come back, whereas in Cross-Lex, we, we were up there on Monday. It's going to come out on Friday, uh, that, that show. But with them, it's, it's the exact opposite. You can go, and I think uh, when we talk to one of their coaches, they're like, yeah, I don't have time to make adjustments on defense because if we go three and out, it's 45 seconds later and my defense is back <laughs> on the field. Where here, that does contribute to their defensive success. Let's not, let's not uh, just try to pull wool over our eyes. If you only have to stop six, seven drives a game compared to 10 or 11, you're going to give up less points. And we pointed out throughout the podcast today, they got some some big bubbas out mm-hmm. there. Uh, those guys appreciate a little bit of a, a blow on the sidelines and not having to be uh, right back out there. And the other thing that you can look at is the other team's defense. If you methodically march down the field, let's say you have a 12-play, six-and-a-half-minute drive that goes for a touchdown. 
and then your defense gets a three and out. The other team's defense is coming right back out going, we haven't had time to catch our breath, and it, it's almost more mentally. Because I've been on teams where you're, you're not giving up a big play defensively, but you're giving up four yards of play, five yards of play. And it's like you just slowly are getting closer and closer to your own end zone. You're going, we're, we're not doing anything that wrong. They're just getting four or five yards of play, and we're not getting off the damn field. I mean, and I've done a lot of Northern games in recent years, and there's a lot of times you'll be sitting there in in the first quarter and the Huskies will get the ball and there'll be 11 and a half minutes to go in in the quarter. And then even if they don't score on the drive and it ends in a punt, you're looking up going, oh, oh, geez, there's 520 to go here in the quarter. Yeah. Yeah, and the other thing is with the uh, talking about their schedule and the Mac Blue. I'm sure we'll get more in depth of this when we uh, have our football preview bonanza on <laughs> uh, on Monday with Folsom. But there really is no front runner in the Blue. I mean, gun to my head, I think I pick PH, but I don't feel confident about it. I have no idea what Frazier is, and I think Lance Cruz might be a bit of a sleeper just because. They've been trending in the right direction now. I think they lost maybe one of their better players in, in in the secondary, but I know they have some some talented players down there. Dennis four and two or four and uh, three and two. It wouldn't shock me if there was like a three way tie for the blue this year. That could happen. Yeah, the 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 blue is one of those leagues where the the winner, you know. If you lose a game in the blue, it doesn't necessarily mean you're out of it because I think they're going to be knocking each other off. Yeah, and I just, like I said, Dennis, I have no idea. Again, with all these teams, I I can give you a pretty good idea. Like we talked about Marine City, you know what they are. That one's just basically, if if you're writing a team preview uh, of of Marine City, you can basically copy and paste it year to year and just replace the names, it seems like. (laughs) St. Clair, they're going to be a tough, gritty team that that is going to be playing in a a tough division, but – I think they're going to, you know what they're going to be. Marysville is probably the next big unknown with Northern, and that's why week one I think is so important as find out what the two teams are. PH, you know they're going to have skill guys, and you know that they're probably going to win more games than they lose. I have not a clue what this Northern team's going to be. And that's, again... The, the, the cool part about it is that we're only a week away from starting to get some answers. And, and again, I don't think with some of these teams that, that we talk about, we're going to get all our answers in week no. one. I think we're going to be about three weeks into the season before we have a good grip on who everybody is. Yeah, and here's the thing, and I, and I mentioned this about you, I think we were talking about it off the air when you get to see him play Marysville, is regardless of the outcome, because right now I think you, – you, you're nuts if you're saying either team's going to win by more than like four points either direction in week one between Northern and Marysville. But what you'll be able to see when you do the game live is how are the athletes looking? How smooth is the offense running? Are the kids making tackles? Those things that don't show up necessarily in a, in a box score, but when you watch with your own eyes, hey, 
that front four was getting penetration. Uh, every team was making tackles. They were flying to the football. Their running backs were dragging kids at an extra couple yards. Those are going to be the things that, at least for you after week one, you can say, okay, I think Northern's going to be all right this year, or they still have a little bit of work to do. Yeah, and the other thing uh, that's tough in a week one game is that's you usually see more mistakes and more penalties in a week one game, and then those things go away mm-hmm. in week two and, and three. So, like, it, again, will we get some questions answered? Absolutely. Are we going to get all the questions answered? I don't know. No, I, and I think it's foolish to say that that next Saturday we're going to be sitting on our a post-game show and we're going to be like, all right, well, this is what every team is this year. No, no, we have no idea. And, I mean, you can say that for every team in the area. I, I mean, if St. Clair loses to Marine City, is that really an indictment about what the Saints are? Or is it just that Marine City is a really good team? PH goes to Stony Creek and loses to a talented team on the road. Is that really an indictment on, on PH? No, and same with Cross Lex with Williamston. I think you can get you can start to form a little bit of the fog and the haze goes away, but I, I don't think you're gonna be able to really nail down, like you said, Dennis, minimum until week three. And even then, like looking at some of these schedules, yeah, you, you you just won't know. Yeah, but the the longer they keep us guessing and the longer we're uncertain about things. The more fun the season's going to yeah, be, don't, I mean, don't you think? Who knows? We we still don't know what last year's Northern team was, and then there's a lot like this. But, no, it's it's been fun coming to all these camps and trying to at least get a general idea, knowing that what we're going to get when the football season kicks off. All right, you got anything else? Uh, no, I mean, we've said all we really can say about this Northern team. Again, I think their defense is going to be their big strength. And, again... If they start off like five and zero, wouldn't be shocked. If they're struggling and they're two and three after five weeks, wouldn't be the biggest shocker to me either. I think they have the potential to do it. And again, it's not all about this team. I don't know what those other teams are. Again, if East Point's what they were a year ago, that's going to be a tough game for anybody. If if Frazier or Lance Cruz is improved, I don't know what Marysville is. They're the like I said, they're the other big unknown. And, and Northern is, I I do believe, is the biggest question mark. And you're right. I think it will either be feast or famine for the Huskies this year. All right. Friday's our golf outing. Uh, it's at the Elks. You can go to the website if you want to get in last second. We're still taking teams. Mm. Um, and uh, we will have a podcast, though, because on Monday we went out to, to Crosslex. Yep. So Crosslex is officially our last stop, even though it really wasn't our last stop. Yeah. Today at Northern was our last stop. But we'll have a show on Pioneer Football and for we, you and on Friday. We, and we were able to get Mike LeGrow off the mic eventually. <laughs> I, I, oh, I, I love talking to them up there. And you can tell the football guy mentality rubbed off because I think at least player-wise, those guys all had the gift of gab. And uh, we, we uh, enjoyed going to all the camps. And the other, the other thing is, is we did the, the thumb show with Mike Gallagher. So uh, Monday of next week, we'll do the rest of the area with uh, Brendan Folsom. Yeah. Uh, and and that might, that's going to be a long one because we're going to kind of really break down conference races. Uh, what Because, again, he's gone to camps as well. Yeah, and the thing is, is I think we disagree on everything. Like the three of us, like, uh, like we're, we're all different 
on everything. <laughs> yeah, and, and the one thing I, I am going to like about that is he went to a lot of camps. The only camp we were at the same one at the same time was Cross-Lex. So you see different practices. Because, Dennis, you know, you can watch. You have good practice where you go, oh, we're not losing the game this year. And then you have those bad practices where you're like, yeah, we're not crossing the 50 until week seven. <laughs> so, I mean, he, I think just talking to him a little bit initially – he might have saw some teams on bad days that we saw on good days and vice versa. Yeah, so should be a, a whole lot of fun, but that's what's coming up, and football is not far off, uh, folks. Uh, I'm excited about the uh, fact that uh, uh, a week from today we will be uh, 24 hours away from kickoff. Oh, it, it's going to be really exciting. Just, just real quick, one last plug. Week one, you're going to be at Memorial Stadium for PHN and Marysville for the uh, it was, yes the Frank Barbie Trophy which uh, if you don't know the story behind that I'll make this episode just a little longer. You're fine. A bunch of Barbie brothers played at Marysville and I believe it was their father that they uh, father or grandfather I'm, I'm gonna get yelled at for not knowing that because I did a whole thing in high school but they did that and it's become a trophy and it was a trophy that laid dormant for a while. And it was actually my senior year when they redid the rivalry for the first time in like 10 years. So that that was really cool. And by the way, you should start the PH Mary's old rivalry back up too. Um, yeah, we need we need that week one, week five, week nine thing again. Um, I'm pushing for that. That's, that's my goal for 2022. But uh, no, it, it's a really cool event. And for, for that rivalry to come back, Dennis, I mean... It's so much better than having Northern start off with, like, Warren Woods Tower. Having Marysville Northern play week one is good for the community. It's good for the kids. It's just good for everything involved, and it's going to be a good football game. Absolutely. And I will be at Richmond uh, when they dedicate the field to Coach Coker. They play Clintondale on Thursday. The following night, I will be at East China Stadium along with every resident of Marine City and St. Clair for that game between the Mariners and the Saints. So three games week one, it's going to be a blast. It's going to be a lot of fun and a great way to start the uh, high school football uh, season here on GetStuckOnSports.com. High school football kicks off on August 26th, and Get Stuck on Sports will be there for all the action. Moles with a spin move up the middle, breaks loose at the 30, Moles to the 25, 20, to the 15, to the 10, to the 5, dives for the goal line. It's a big red touchdown. 26 regular season games in nine weeks, plus playoffs. Playoffs? You kidding me? Playoffs? Yes. Playoffs, all on GetStuckOnSports.com. The place to be for high school football in the Blue Water area is GetStuckOnSports.com. Your kids, your schools, your sports. From Port Huron to Marysville and St. Clair to Marine City, the Blue Water area is Stuck on Sports.